Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh my, Luca Nation! What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? The day before uh, Christmas Eve, and I um I'm very excited for today's episode because I have a play that I think is going to be fucking epic. Um, Whoa! Hey now, the cage, honestly, because it's not a play that I typically give, but. It's a play that I believe in, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And I have two other topics. I want to talk about the NFL playoff picture. And, guys, we're going to be on Whatnot this Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. 10 a.m. Why did I say 10.30? 10 a.m. Eastern? Is that right? 10 a.m. Eastern for Whatnot, yep. I've been traveling all over. KJF, uh, the time zone's got me all messed up. So, anyway, 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, Whatnot Sunday. So, I want to talk about the NFL playoff picture. Titans 49ers today, which is actually a pretty awesome Thursday night football game. I want to get your take on PWCC's no more monthly auctions. Now we have weekly auctions and uh, buyer's premium and what that's going to do to uh, card prices, specifically lower end cards, mid-tier and high end. Uh, And then we'll go give our plays. Yep. How are you feeling? I feel great. I really do. I'm excited, man. You know, it's for the first time. I was in my car, and the Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You song came on, and I said to my wife, all right, it's okay today. For the last six weeks, it's been a bit much. But, you know, we're close enough. You know, we, we're, we're two days out. Like, we can watch Home Alone. We can watch. That's what I'm watching right now. See that? See? So, we can watch you know, Home Alone. Dude, watch in Christmas Mexico, they call, me, they call me Macaulay Culkin. I, I don't see the resemblance. You're more of a Marv. You're more of a mob from the Wet Bandits than Macaulay Culkin. Harry! Marv from the Wet Bandits? Yeah, Marv from the Wet Bandits. Dude, what? <laughs> He's in Home Alone. Yeah, Marv from the Wet Bandits. That's what you were talking about, Home Alone. People calling Macaulay Culkin. I said you're more of Marv from the Wet Bandits. Now you know who it is. That's... You're watching the movie. You've seen the movie. You said it's your favorite Christmas movie. But when I said Marv from the Wet Bandits, you had to look it up. This is why everyone loves you. I don't you waste are my time. a riddle wrapped in an enigma. I don't. I'm an open book. <laughs> All right. And by the way, that is my play today. An open book. What? What does that mean? That's my play. My play is an open book. I can jump right into my play if you like, but it's a Please. great segue. So I don't everybody out there about. knows Harry Potter. Pulse. No, 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 no. Everybody knows Ian Pulse Fire. We do Friday openings, and maybe, maybe even just for fun for the. For the for the the nation here, check this out. The great and powerful cage lawyer. I got this today sent to me. I see, I see but, no lies. I by see one no of our, by one of our one of our listeners back to collecting Brent. He sent it over so Ian can have a Christmas Eve Friday opening. Right. So everybody knows Ian pulls fire. Everybody knows Ian does his thing, and and some people know this because they've they've added to it. The national people were giving us, but one of the fun things because guys. I, I say collectors, investors, there's different categories. One of the fun things you can do with collecting, right? And this is a collecting. This is a father and son thing that I'm doing. But, you know, it could be something you do yourself. could be something you do with your kids if you have them. My son's name is Ian. So we have an Ian collection. He has the Ian Kinsler, Gary V says, Tots card. He's got a whole bunch of Ian cards. You know, Ian Kinsler, right? Um... And this year, he collected a lot of Ian Anderson, the pitcher from the Braves. 
And that kind of paid off. Not that we're selling any of them, but we got a stack of Ian Anderson that nobody was collecting. And he he was a he was a great pitcher for them down the stretch and had a huge playoff run and, and pitched great for him in the World Series. And we only bought it because his name was Ian. I would do it Ian Anderson. So so we have this collection. And and one of the guys who he has a bunch of now. Remember, there's no prism out yet, but one of the guys he has a bunch of from hoops and I'm not hoops, hoops, it's football, from score and, and those is a guy by the name of Ian Book. Right? Another play that none of you will get anywhere else than, than here. Right here. What are you talking about? The chunk. That's play. Ian Book? Open book. <laughs> Ian Book. No. Ian Book may very well be the starting quarterback on Monday night for the New Orleans Saints. Because this is what Andrew was kind of talking about with the Ben Simmons play and the other plays we have out there, right? It's it's COVID craziness has caused weird things to happen, has caused opportunities to pop up. And both today, both Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon were added to the COVID list, both of them. And the Saints drafted in the fourth round a rookie quarterback out of Notre Dame who was a pretty good-looking QB in college by the name of Ian Book. And he has a chance to start in primetime for a New Orleans Saints team that has, he will be the fifth quarterback to play for them in 2021. I'm cheating a little bit there because you remember Drew Brees played for them in 2021 in some playoff games. Then Jameis Crablegs came in and got hurt. And then you've had Simeon and Hill. And the four QBs that have been there right now have been the worst quarterback duo, combo, triumvirate, quartet in the league from a passing standpoint. No baloney. Their stats are god-awful. They really have been bad. They've, so the, so are you seeing this? In the NFL with 194 passing yards per game, last with the completion percentage of 57 before. He literally can't be worse than what they have. And the Saints just beat Tampa Bay. And they are in the in the hunt you know, the hunt for potential playoffs. They're going to be playing meaningful games for the last three games of the season to try to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I see it as an opportunity. I see it as a coming out. I see it as people won't even know who the hell he is. I haven't looked in Starstock because I want you guys to do the research on this stuff. But maybe people dump some of his cards into Starstock. Maybe they're on Com C. That's a, that's a place where people throw a bunch of their rookies and stuff. Maybe there's a lot of them on eBay. You know, maybe you like the score ones. Maybe you like some of the other products that have come out recently. But... This is a guy who literally no one is looking at right now. And in four days, there may be a start in his future. And it's Monday Night Football. It's against the Dolphins. That's tough. Tough for a rookie to start against that team. But it's, guys, it's the thought process here. It's it's the research. And it's, it's what Andrew says on not just this show, but our crypto casuals, right? It's about being in it. Right. And being in it allows you those opportunities to kind of learn. Right. Sometimes I'll come on and I'm saying, ah, oh, NFTs, they're crap. I don't even want to deal with this anymore. And then that week we'll get an airdrop of ENS tokens worth a fortune just because we happen to have been in it, just because we happen to be involved in it. Or we'll see a project that looks great or or we'll see a, a rookie because you're watching the basketball games you'll realize, wow, you know what? Jordan Poole looks like he's the real deal in, in, the, in the preseason. His cards might actually start going up. Jordan Nawara, you know, on, uh, on, on Milwaukee looked like that in the beginning also. You're watching, you're listening, you're involved. Same thing here. You know, this, this news just hit that these guys are on. on. So you're going to listen to the podcast and be in the, you know, we're early. 
you're going to be in the very small minority of people who have even heard of this guy, let alone go and look for his stuff. Cage, is this something where you could see him potentially fighting for a spot for next year yeah. too? Like it's pretty uh, yeah. open for for quarterback in in New Orleans. A hundred percent, and they do not have what you would call a traditional starting quarterback. He he played QB at a big time program. He's a fourth rounder. We've seen stranger things than the fourth round or later quarterback turn into you know turn into the real deal. And the Saints, look, I I mean they don't have Michael Thomas, but he's got Alvin Kamara, which is a really nice you know safety valve for himself, right? Um, you know, is the is the deck stacked against him? Sure, right? It's going to be a weird week. Sean Payton had COVID, and he's been out since Friday, right? Their uh, Colonel Troutman, Adam Troutman, their their tight end who's decent, he's been on COVID. He's you know he excuse me, he's um uh, he he, uh, he was put on the list also, and they're playing against a very good defense, right? A very good defense. So, um, but not much is expected, you know? Correct. What I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, that's really what it comes and, down and to. And I just, right? um, just to give context, I looked on uh, Starstock. It's two dollars to four dollars for his Denra Starstock A. For the A, and I mean, you can take a look at like eBay and ComC and like you know bulk, and you probably can for grab sure. a ton of them. You can aggregate them that way. You know, um, you know, it's. I mean, look, I looked him up before giving the play. Right, he's twenty three years old and won thirty and five in Notre Dame. He finished with the most wins in school history at Notre Dame. There have been some pretty good quarterbacks come through Notre Dame. Sure. And no one's ever won more game than him. Um, they say his height, because he's just six feet tall, which he's not the six foot five typical prototype statue quarterback. That's why he fell in uh, you know in the drafts. And uh, you know You see you I, see time and time again, Cage, opportunity, right? Opportunity comes calling, someone steps in. And it's not one you gotta buy a million cards of. You could buy 10, right. five, ten. 30 bucks worth. I love it. Um, Kate, Ian Book. You, you're, you're a huge PWCC guy. Yep. What was your first uh, reaction when you saw the news that they're – so P, if you guys don't know, PWCC does monthly auctions. And now they're moving to weekly auctions. I think they're starting on Thursday ending Sunday. Did I get that right? Yes. So so my first reaction, to be honest, was that it wasn't a good thing. Um, and it's because the monthly auctions – For the buyers people, or sellers? Um. For either, right? It continued. My first thought was it continues that decentralization. And what I like about their premier auctions and, and, and to a lesser extent, the monthly auctions was you knew about them, right? You knew they were there. So if you're a seller in it, it was an attention grabber. It was an event, right? It wasn't the premier, which obviously everybody knows about. It runs for two weeks. But the monthly auction, the same thing. People knew PWCC's auctions were coming out. They released it. They did press about it. And, you know, you had 10 days to bid on these things. Like, they, they, they listed them, and they, they released for a long time, right? They weekly, you know, I mean, it, and that was a once-a-month thing. You had to get your cards in early. You know, you could do, you know, press about them. And they talked about them. They did a lot of PR about it because you knew it was going to be once per month, and that was it. Um, so my first thought was, I don't like it, right? I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. But I don't like buyer's premiums, Cage. We just talked about this the yeah, other but day. But there's still buyer's premiums on it. The monthly auction didn't. The monthly auctions didn't have buyer's premium. You know that, right? The monthly auction was just the end of it. It was done. Right. This weekly one, I believe, they are putting in now buyer's premium, but but it's um, but it's I, I might have read this wrong. But depending upon um, what the hammer price is. They're giving a portion of that twenty percent back to the seller. 
I think it was like if it sells for like, you know, high enough price, they give ten or twelve percent of that twenty back to the uh, you know to the seller. I, I took a picture of it today. Somebody posted it. Um, you know that you know they have like a list of their stuff, which by the way I like, right? From a buyer standpoint, buyer's premium, it, it, it's it's just the other side of a coin, right? It's it's just two ways of looking at the same thing. You know what you're gonna pay, and whether you're paying it because it's you're paying two hundred forty thousand dollars, two hundred to the buyer and forty to the auction house because it's a twenty percent buyer's premium, or if you're selling it or your buyer's paying it for two forty because the 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 auction house is going to charge a 20% fee to the seller. It's the same thing. It's just what you call it. It's just semantics, right? Um, and here it looks like it's almost sort of like a hybrid to it, right? Which what's great about it is auction houses have been doing this for a while, but it wasn't something that was public, right? They offer these things, these like kickbacks of hammer um, to people who are selling a lot or people who sell often or people who are putting in a lot of stuff or, or high-end stuff, you know, it was negotiated and each auction house did their own thing. Um, this seems like it's kind of transparent and it's right up front. Whatever your thing sells for, here's what it is and here my, here's how much is going to be kicked back to you, right? I'm, I think I'm reading that right. I think I saw that post. You saw that post, right? I'm not a big auction guy, so I'm curious your take because uh, auctions are a different game cage. Some people do really, really well and it's like a whole... Uh, just, I'm a buy it now. I'm a buy it now or offer guy. I, you know, I've told you that before. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there are bargains to be had on. I agree. Auctions, you know, or at least I think. Yeah, are. I've always been worried that I'm going to get taken. You know what I mean? Like when you're new, you don't know how to bid the right way, and someone can you know bid you up, and you could pay over comps. Well, only if you put in a bid higher than you want to pay. I mean, that's the cool thing about auctions. Yeah, well, like you said, you're real buy, cage. You're, FOMO is definitely real. 100%. That's true. I'm not going to let FOMO this guy win the real. card that I want. That, that You know what I mean? Like those competitive juices start going. Shit gets crazy. <laughs> what are you looking on your iPad there? Are you looking at because you, I want to get the sellers to buy a CryptoPunk or a Bored Ape? No. Yeah, we can talk about If I gave you 55 ETH, if I gave you 60 ETH right now, what are you buying? CryptoPunk or Bored Ape? I don't know. It's a little like I might have to do that. But yeah, see, so there's the seller's commission chart. So it's exactly what I was talking about with PWCC, yeah. right? So, I mean, a million Probe plus. Probe has that is. too. Well, Probe Scene is different, right? So this is a different way of getting at it. Probe Scene has a, 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 a hierarchy of what they charge you based on the final price. This is now, there's 100% of Hammer. So the weekly is going less eBay and more like auction price. And then there's kind of like a Hammer kickback. So, so the... Cage, the, if I, the if seller I gets this. sell a million dollar card, I get 115% of the sale. You get 115% of the hammer. You get 115% of the hammer. So this I don't buy basically, hammers. basically, I mean, just to quick math, you'll get 95% of the total sale on that. And PWCC will take 5%. Gotcha. Right. I mean, they're okay. taking, they're taking, they're taking, yeah, they're taking, I mean, that make that make sense? No, no, yes, no. The total. A sale. little bit, a little bit. Do you want me to jump into my play? If you can, I mean, you know, am I, I'm I'm not buying a CryptoPunk or an Ape, either one of them. That's um, not what I asked you. By the way, I would say this is slightly confusing to people, right? It's slightly confusing. But I mean, you know, if the final bid is two hundred fifty dollars, it's not going to end for two hundred fifty dollars. It's going to really, it's going to cost the buyer three hundred dollars, but the seller is going to get two hundred sixty. You know what I mean? Because there's a little bit of a what do you call it, like a four percent bonus? They're calling it. It's just it's just splitting the seller's fee. 
Why do you think the they went this route? You know, it, I mean, it's a good question, right? I mean, it's possibly it's um, because with their own platform, they're able to just do more. You know what I mean? They're able to roll more out than just doing it monthly. Um, and, you know, I guess the thought from them is do it. There's basically a way to bid on cards every day. You know what I mean? There's always going to be PWCC auctions ending. It's basically kind of like a rotating kind of thing. It starts on Thursday. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. 10 That's... days. And basically for the first time, I mean, you have liquid auctions on all. You have gold and doing their thing. But for the first time, you know, PWCC is now going to have literally something ending every single day, which means for, for, a, for a consigner, for you or me or someone who's looking for liquidity, I guess it's pretty easy. They don't. You don't have to worry about. Did I make the deadline for the auction? Did I? Did I have it by the fifteenth or by the thirtieth? You send it in, and when it gets in, there's going to be an auction. You know, it'll go in in that Sunday's auction, and then it'll, it'll go through the following Thursday. You know, it's it's new. It's a little confusing, but I do like that last thing that you said, where there's just insane amounts of liquidity in the hobby. Right, yeah. things are changing hands, sales being had, even if they're high or low. You know, like that whole, you know, sell below comps, sell over comps. I, I met someone at the collectible uh, event in National when they had a Submortens. And, and the piece of advice they had was don't think of each sale individually. Think of every sale as a chain of kind of like, think of it as one big trade broken into many trades, right? Because sometimes you're going to sell over comps. Sometimes you're going to sell under comps. Sometimes you're going to get a good deal. Sometimes you're not. Um, I, I think this is interesting. I, I do think this is interesting. Let me jump into my play, all right? Yeah, I mean, listen, we don't, I, I, we're not paid by PWCC guys, but I mean, I'm curious to see how it plays out. There's, I mean, there's a lot of positives to it, right? I mean, think about it. You, you could pay with a credit card, up to like oh. ten thousand dollars, I think. You know, which is like one of the cool things about eBay. But I'm pretty sure a PWCC weekly thing. If you're buying something four figures, up to ten thousand dollars, you can pay with a credit card. You pay with crypto. They take like a list of cryptos, not just Bitcoin, and Ethereum. It's like a whole. I think they take Doge, dude. Shiba. You know, like you know, so I think they take they might take Shiba. Um, no, Bitcoin Cash, Doge, Ethereum, WBTC, and stable coins. Um, and I think they're also still running if you buy something from them, it's free vaulting, you know, that kind of stuff. So, look, you know what we're getting into? You know, it used to be junk wax era, um, you know, then it was the junk slab era, which was still in. You know, they had the clone wars, you have the you know, the infinity wars. You have the Avengers series in Marvel. If I were making up the comic book series for what we're going into now, 2022 and beyond, you'd call it the vaulting wars. Or maybe, you know, the auction wars. Or maybe the vaulting and auction wars. I mean, you know, this is people are fighting for the space now. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It makes a lot of sense. Think about how many people have never even touched the cars that they have in the vault. You know what I mean? Like they, they buy something, they keep it. Like you buy on PWCC, you keep it there. A year goes by, you list it on an auction sell. You never even touch it. Uh, I'm, this it really play is amazing. Hits, this play hits two categories, okay? So shoot, I try to look for iconic players and iconic seasons, right? If you can't get a rookie year, is there you know an iconic season that's associated with that player? Another thing that I've seen, uh, and this came from the NFT world, is Alt has an amazing feature where uh, they have the Alt value, they have all of the previous comps, and they have the card what it's listed for. So I like seeing cards 
I like finding cards that are listed for less than previous comps. Makes sense. You see it yep. all the time in the NFT world. You see it less in cards, but it's someone who wants to get out from under the card, right? Yeah. Here's you the card. Quick liquidity. You want quick liquidity. Here's the card. So Mickey Mantle, his rookie years, 1952 times, right? That's a go-to. But his best season, really, or his first MVP season was 1956, right? Now, mm-hmm. if I go to all cards, you have a 1956 tops offered for $3,100, where previous comps, October 3rd, August 9th, June 1st, February 8th, are 3300 3,998, 4,100, and 3,900. So someone bought this card in a PSA 5, and they want to get out from under it. They don't want to hold it. You know, Mickey Mantle is not a card that's going to go insane. But it's a card that's a relatively safe investment. And you probably can't get his his, uh, rookie because, like, the one is, what, like 40,000? This is going to be an interesting alternate play where you have his first MVP season. He won the Triple Crown this year. It's a cool card, super low pop. The, the numbers I'm seeing here is there's one PSA 10, three PSA 8s, 58 PSA 5s. So obviously PSA 5 is a little bit more pop, but uh, still, I think it's a, it's a really interesting play. A little bit higher end, but the strategy there is iconic player, iconic season, and a card that's listed for less than previous comps. And you've noticed people going into mantles. You know what I mean? People 100%. who you wouldn't think would be investing in mantle. You know, people who have made their money in modern basketball and ultra-modern basketball all of a sudden are looking at, you know, mantle cards. And we've talked about how, you know, while 52 is a very difficult – there are there are people who do, like, verticals of mantle. And, you know, I guess if the 52 is going to be millions of dollars, seven or eight or above, and it's going to be six figures and four and above, and, and just the entry-level authentics and ones are going to be 30, 40, 50, whatever the heck it's going to be, then yeah, you got to move to 53, you know, then 54, which there wasn't one. Um, and then, you know, 55, 56, you know, that's the, that's, that's, that's the deal. I mean, um, 54. I'll so give you some stats if you want. Cage. Now. Cage. Yeah. So major league triple yeah. crown, he bat 353, 52 home runs yeah. and 130 RBIs. So that was his first MVP season, triple crown. Um, I don't know the significance of 53, 54, cause I know rookie year 52, but, I don't think he like really was hit the ground running. Like I don't think he was the best player in the league right away. I don't know the whole provenance, but no. I mean, rookies take a little bit of time to come in. Plus, you know, there was still some other there was still some other folks on the team. You know, he was going to take it away, but you know, he uh, fifty six. Talk about the stats in that year. You know, I mean, that's that's some great stats. Triple crown, man. Not a lot of people (laughs) won triple crown, so. so, Cage, yeah. if you're okay with this, so we could go over the NFL uh, playoff picture maybe tomorrow. Uh, I've been feeling a little under the weather, guys. You could say it's like a little flu game, flu show for me. Uh, but we wanted to come on here. We wanted to the flu you know, share, a li- share a little By bit. By the way, about- I've talked about this before. I know you want to keep it short. But I've talked about this. Ooh, almost dropped it. i talked about this before. Um, there's a book, real entry level. You know, you could read it in probably a quick plane ride called The Bubblegum Wars. And it talks about um, Tops and Bowman in the late 40s and then tops coming in 51 and then 50 so the reason why there's no 50 there's 54 bowman mantle right that 
it was part of the whole bubblegum wars and it's a pretty cool card um and those were like the bowman ones with the color and stuff and they were where tops had to stack their game up and by the time you get to 56 you talk about a real nice looking card um and, and tops is beating bowman and bowman's gone and now tops owns bowman it's just funny to think about you know the you know the way that it was back then and, and here we are having conversations with josh looper fanatics which by the way if i'm allowed let me take 30 seconds if you haven't listened to that guys go listen to that Talk about a fantastic conversation. I don't want to say interview, right? I don't want to say, like, that was a great conversation because you know what you got out of that? It's, it's, you did a good it's job, like We Cage. talked to Nat Turner, right? We talked to Nat Turner. We talked to Ken Golden. We talked to the card ladder guys. We talked to Rips. You know, there's something different about somebody you, when they bleed the hobby, when they bleed, you know, collector, and they understand the other parts of it. They understand the different segments of people who are in the hobby. And without going, I don't want to spoil it for you, but basically every answer that Josh gave was an answer that if you are planning to be in this hobby beyond this year, it was a good answer. It was an answer that should make you smile, should make you think, okay, we got another one. You know, Nat in charge, you know, Ken in charge, Dan Fleischman and 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 Zablo, East Coast, West Coast, taking care of the, you know, the the bleaker and coffee breakers and, 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 you know, um, um, you know, figuring out the, the future of, 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 um, you know, retail stores. And we definitely have some real good people leading the charge for the hobby going forward, you know, caretakers of it. And so if you haven't listened to that one yet, give it a listen. I think it'll wind up being one of our most popular episodes. Um, because just to hear in one sentence, somebody who will probably have some say in this, Talk about a world where you're going to be able to have exquisite and prism and Tops Chrome in a perfect world, and that he's going to try to make that perfect world happen, but obviously he can't do it unilaterally. But just think about that, right? It's exactly what you would do if handed the keys to the kingdom, right? And we talk about this all the time. So guys, take a listen to that. We were really you know, lucky and fortunate to you know, sit down and talk with Josh. It was a little bit of a long interview. I'm opening this box, by the way, because I want to kind of, I don't want to let you go, but I know you're not feeling well. So I'm opening this box. Let, you want to see what's in this? And then yeah. I got one more. I could do like an, a mail opening. You know, we could see what's in this. I won't tell Ian because it's supposed to be what he opens tomorrow. But, Did you, know, you see I got the, the new Jam Masters cards, Cage? The new what? The new Jam Masters cards. Oh, that's cool. Where it's like, uh, remember the Jam Masters, but it looks like a blow-up uh, bobblehead? The... the Jam Master. Look at this. I miss Zion. Mr. Cage Lawyer and Master Ian Firepuller. A happy holidays from a friend in the hobby. You may add on to a Friday Night Rip. Here's a checklist so you can see potential pulls. Some of my favorites from 1987 are 1, 4, 9, and 10. The team logos are pretty cool, too. Your friend in the hobby, Brent, back to collecting. Now, anybody who listens to the show, when you see this... Oh, by the way, back to collecting. Brent, you want to talk about being on the ball and listening? Look at what's attached to the box. An Ian Thomas card. We just talked about the Ian collection. It's an Ian card for his Ian collection. Love it. Gotta love it. And even better, dude. Look at that. Two boxes of sport flicks. <laughs> How many times have I talked about sport flicks? These are the cards that have like the motion, like the 3D cards in them. That's awesome. Brent, you are the man. Love it. You're the best. Hey, 
one more if you're curious because this will take us home it's an nft you know another person in the world who's doing nfts and um and trying to do tangible i got a little package here from our pal buster sure dude because i own that's awesome i own some of I own, you know, uh, five of his microphone NFTs. Yeah. So he mentioned that he's going to send out, you know, like a like a little holiday thing for people who own those NFTs. So, you know, Buster's into some crazy stuff. He's got like presidential stuff, you name it. So this could be anything, you know, who the heck knows? Dude, I'm psyched about that. Buster's kind of uh, got this this um, old soul vibe to him, man. He's, he's a little I'm, bit wiser yeah, he than does. his years. I'm psyched about those uh those sport flicks. Buster's gonna have to bring it if if this is gonna beat that. Okay, so here we go. You ready? Can't be a Buster right. package without Dude, an Abraham Abe. Lincoln card. <laughs> we got Abraham Honest Lincoln, Abe. 2009, top heritage, heritage. Honest Abe. All right. Looks like we got a little. So this is cool because he might have NFT people who aren't into cardboard, and he's just sending them. He's sending them packages of cards. This is an entire stack. Must be for you. Because it is all Joel Embiid. An entire <laughs> stack of Joel Embiid cards. So I've got a bunch of Joel Embiid's. Pretty awesome. He's having a good year. You know? Some some people would say that's an MVP right there. Don't worry. There's a couple more cool things in here. You ready? So we got ready. some uh, Scotty Pippen. To the, yep, there you go. That's a cool card. We got a, uh, that's the, I mean, Jabari quick, that's Parker. The Cage. Cage, that's the 2015 Select, right? 2014, if you guys look at that, that's select. a really cool set. The Select 2015 USA jersey set is a really, really cool set. So there you go. Jabari Parker. No collection is complete without a Jabari Parker. Dude, if you guys want to have a laugh, go to Scotty Pippen's IG and just read his comments. Man, people just are roasting him on every post since he released that book. Lewis Hamilton? Nay. Billy that's cool. Hamilton. Oh. Billy Hamilton. <laughs> Uh, Tobias Harris out of 199. I got to tell you, Cage, as much as we don't want to admit it, F1 has legs, man. F1 has legs. Not Stevie Nicks, Steve Mix. Why is he sending you 76 or stuff? I don't even know who this is. Because he knows you're from Philly, and he knows I'll, I'll send this stuff over to you. The Admiral, David Robinson, rookie. Gotta love that. Minor league. Ooh, see, this one must be mine. Charleston River Dog, Aaron Judge, minor league. Gotta love that. And the last two things in here, you're gonna love. Oh, there's three things. You ready for this? Only Buster does this. Here is a 1941 Australian coin. Uh, wanted to get you into all kinds of tangible stuff. It looks like Australian one cent, maybe? Interesting. And this one here is a 1926 Australian penny with rim damage. You know, if there's one thing you don't want, it's your rim damaged. Because we got some coins. I'm going to have to look that up now. And then the last is this. Piku, a digital a finger watch. A finger watch. It is a watch for your finger. Buster, he, I, I mean, I this is pretty sweet stuff. I'm going to take a look at this, Buster. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be a holder of several Buster Share microphone NFTs. There you go. You're opening things on live. Listen, thanks for sticking with me on that. I just, you know, we got a mail day today. I went to the P.O. Box. I figured we could what are the What are the bikes that you, you own? Darren Ravel, who are the What's other up? four? 
uh, I don't know. Uh, one of the Pompliano, I'm going to say that wrong. Nice. Pump, one the of those guys. Nice. There's, 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 there's two of them, right? I think. There's yep. like brothers. Three, actually. So I own one of them. And something else. It was weird. I thought I bought one and I didn't. And I don't know what the heck I just bought. So I you really are the great, five of them. the great and powerful cage lawyer. That's the title of today's show. Luca Nation will be back <laughs> tomorrow. We love you. Um, send us hey, messages, send us way, DMs. Go ahead. Before you jump off, do you want to do something special tomorrow for the crew? You want to do if you're feeling up to oh, it? You right. want to do like a, like yeah. a live or something like that? Yeah, we're going to be going okay. live tomorrow with a really special uh, announcement and giveaway. Nice. Guys, now there's a teaser, right? Same bad time. Same bad channel. Same bad station. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Christmas Eve, guys. We'll be with Five. you. We'll, do a little, uh... we'll, we'll post the time. We'll post the time. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll have a little announcement. Some fun stuff. Some fun for Luca Nation. We love you guys. Ian Book and Mickey Mantle. I mean, talk about two sides of the same coin. Two ends of the spectrum. Feel better, my friend. Two sides of the same Australian coin. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.